Shared parenting does make it easy. I'm your host, Chris Batchelor, and this is the Parent Time Podcast. Parent Time Podcast is presented by National Parents Organization, a national nonprofit who is working hard to bring shared parenting nationwide. Well, welcome everybody. My name is Chris with National Parents Organization, and today I have Don Huben, who's chair of the National Parents Organization. He's chair of the executive board, and I also have uh, Jason Hoke, who's out of uh, New York State, and they are here to talk with us today a little bit about uh, some new polling that was done in the state of New York. So, uh, Jason and Don, welcome to the show, and uh, what what's going on with this polling? Thanks, Chris. Good to be here. As uh, as people may may know, NPO has been doing polling in a number of states over the past few years, um, and uh, what we're trying to do is to show uh, the public support for sh- uh, shared parenting, not just for people doing shared parenting, but specifically for legal presumptions of shared parenting. And the polling has shown uh, really tremendous support for this in the 85, 90, 95 percent range. Uh, people saying that they support this. And uh, we recently did some polling in New York. The National Parents Organization has been doing polling all over the country, and now we've polled a number of states, and we're finding similar results in, in all, these, all of these states. Um, how did the idea for polling you know, start, and, and where has it come uh, since then? Because New York is really just the latest state uh, that we've done polls in. Um, but tell us a little bit about the history of all this. Yeah, so Chris, you know, we we have known for some time that lots of people support shared parenting, and politicians pay attention to polls because uh, politicians uh, live or die by by, uh, these polls. So we decided that one of the ways that we could bring some pressure on the state uh, legislatures is to uh, show that the public supports shared parenting. And we we started doing polling in a number of states. We've done, uh, uh, we've actually done 20 states Uh, now. Um, And we were really stunned with the support for shared parenting. We knew that it was popular, uh, but we didn't realize how popular it was. And we didn't realize that the popularity of shared parenting really cuts across every demographic divide. So the polling that we've done prior to doing this this most recent polling in New York showed that uh, between like 85 and 95 percent of people not only support um, shared parenting, think it's the best arrangement to raise kids in when parents are living apart, but they support they support a legal presumption in favor of shared parenting. And almost that many say that they'd be more likely to vote for a candidate who supports shared parenting. So we've, we found, you know, in state after state, we've, we've done this polling. And, and I got to tell you, um, at one point, I was a little worried to do more polling because the polling we had done had been so strong, and I was afraid that maybe the next state we polled, it wouldn't be quite as strong. Maybe it'd only be, you know, 78% of people who supported shared parenting, which would still be overwhelming in this, you know, politically divided time. But um, in fact, we're getting very consistent polling in every state. And it's important to note the states differ from one another. We've done polling in states as different as Arkansas and California. So you've got a, a very big state, a very blue state, and you've got a small state, a red state. We've done polling in Texas. We've done polling in Wisconsin. Um, and, and in every state, we're getting extraordinarily high support for shared parenting. And if you dig down into the data, it shows that the support for shared parenting cuts across these demographic divides. It doesn't matter whether you're a registered Republican or a registered Democrat, who you voted for in the last presidential election, or what race you are, what age you are, 
what income level your family has, and importantly, it doesn't matter what gender you are. The support for shared parenting is consistent across all of those divides. So we're, we're doing more and more states because we think this is a useful tool for our state chapters to use. And, and one more thing I want to emphasize about the polling. This is not NPO calling people up and saying, what do you think about shared parenting? This polling, we commission this polling by an independent polling agency. We have no control over the, over, you know, who they survey and how they do the survey. And we, we know how they do the survey, but we have no, no control over that. Um, this is not NPO's survey, it's NPO's commission survey. So yeah, I'm going to bring up the uh, map that you have on the website here. And if you want to see the map yourself, uh, go to sharedparenting.org. Uh, and then go to the work uh, tab on that. But I'm going to bring that up now here. And uh, if you go to the work tab and then you can go to the shared parenting polling, uh, you can then see the map that National Parents Organization has out there. And all of these states that are colored in dark blue are states that have done polling in. And you can, you know, roll around the map and see, um, you know, what the uh, sort of what the data is there. It'll, it'll come up in a little pop up here. So um uh, technical uh advice here you have to click on the state twice it's just a weird feature of uh, this particular program but you have to click on the state once to expand it and then once again to actually get the information and in every one of the pop-up windows there's a link to a handout that summarizes this information that people can print out and show to their legis legislators yeah, and so that map is out there, and it's actually a little bit old, as I understand. There's been some additional polling uh, since the last time the map was updated, so I'm sure you guys will work uh, hard at getting the, the latest data out there. But I think it's a really good point to make that it's not just National Parents Organization volunteers calling people and asking for this information. It's it's really unbiased. There's a separate company out there that does it. They're, they're doing you know the same way that they would ask for information on a variety of other topics. Um, and they're getting that information that way. So it's not like there's any bias that's introduced, um, you know, through anybody from National Parents Organization calling. Yeah, another thing that I thought was interesting with these, this polling is Don had mentioned that legislatively, um, it is a bipartisan process. There are just as many Democrats as there are Republicans that are part of the demographics of this polling. 50, I think in, in our state, in New York, 54% of the people polled were Democrats. And we've heard some different views um, within our state that makes it a little bit more difficult, but it, it truly is not a partisan issue. It's, it, it goes by all lines, all party lines, and it is truly wanted and needed by the people of New York. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, I mean, I think the fact that it is such a nonpartisan issue, it's, it's something that we can all get behind. Like you were saying, Don, it's, you know, we, we live in a divided time. And this is actually one of those issues that really just crosses those divides and that we can unite together with. The bottom line, Chris, is that um, it doesn't matter whether you're an R or a D or um, an L libertarian or independent, it doesn't matter. We all care about our kids, you know, and the research shows that uh, shared parenting is best for kids. Kids flourish best when parents are living apart if they have substantially equal time with each of their parents. So um, this is something I, most of the people we're polling probably haven't read that research. They just are using common sense that both parents matter and we shouldn't be sidelining or marginalizing one of the parents just because the parents are living apart. So some of the specific results in, in New York are, are pretty stunning here. Um, we asked people, 
uh, what the best arrangement for raising children is when parents are living apart. And 92% of New Yorkers said that the best, it's in children's best interest to have as much time as possible with each of the parents. We asked them if they were more or less likely to vote for a candidate that supported uh, children spending equal or nearly equal time with both parents. Again, 92% said they would be more likely to vote for those candidates. We asked them about whether children have a right to spend uh, equal time with both their parents. 91% said yes. These are stunning results. Um, and, uh, we, you know, the research says it's best for kids. The public wants it. And we just need to move the legislators to enacting presumptions of equal shared parenting. Yeah, certainly the data is out there. And so it would only make sense that we move in that direction. Um, Jason, do you have any, are there any things that were a surprise in the polls uh, this time around in, in New York? Not so much a surprise as in comparison to the other states. Um, I thought that just being the surprise of the demographic about the politicians and the party lines was stunning to me personally. Um, but again, the polls are taken by men and women in all different ethnicities. And every every category that comes up is, you know, 85 to that 90 percent of approval for shared parenting. Yeah, what, what surprises me is uh, out where I'm at in Kansas, we were one of the earlier states to do the polls. And I think nationally there's been a more uh, a, a greater acceptance of shared parenting since even my state did that poll. Uh, for instance, I'm going to bring up California here. Uh, California did their poll, um, you know, within the last year. And uh, 93% of Californians believe it's in the child's best interest uh, to have as much time possible with each parent. I mean, that's an that's a staggering statistic. I, I don't think you can get much higher up on the, on the ranks there is as far as having, uh, asking somebody and, and getting the answers out of a poll. I mean, it's, it's just staggering that the amount of positivity that we're seeing in these polls. So Chris pollsters know that, uh, there are going to be some people, no matter what question you ask, if you ask, uh, is, is Monday a weekday, you'll get a certain percentage saying no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even sure if you would get, uh, if you asked this Monday a weekday, I'm not sure you'd get much higher than 92% saying yes on that. And, and these really are uh, remarkable uh, results here. And if, you, uh, if you're kind of a numbers person like I am, I'm going to bring up the uh, webpage again here. Uh, if you go onto that, uh, where that map is, so again, you go to work and then go to shared parenting polling. Uh, if you scroll down below the map, you'll see in the second paragraph, there is a uh, link. And if you open that link up, it's going to bring you to a PDF file. Uh, and that PDF file will let you dive a little bit deeper in all the numbers. So uh, if you're one of those people that just likes to, to dive into the numbers and, and get all the facts that you can, uh, that's a fantastic way to do it. Uh, so yeah, I would highly recommend, uh, checking out that PDF if you can. And, and Don, I understand there's some effort going on to get that updated, uh, with all the latest information. Yeah, we've been po done polling in six additional States and the, the, uh, the PDF that you're talking about is a summary of polling we did previously. And, and now we're trying to figure out how we can shoehorn six additional States data into a, a one page handout. We'll have to have to spend some time, uh, you know, figuring out how to do that in a in a user friendly way. You know, Chris, you said something about um, 
uh, Kansas being one of the early states in which we polled. And, and so, you know, we ask whether it's in uh, children's best interest to spend as much time as possible with each parent. And in Kansas, 87% said yes. And, and you're absolutely right, Chris, our recent polling has been higher than that. And, you know, I don't know whether that's a bit of a fluke. There's a, there's a margin of error in the polling of, of about 6%. Um, and so, you know, it's possible that uh, actually uh, the citizens of Kansas uh, have, a, have a higher uh, uh, support for shared parenting. Um, we don't know for sure. But I think it's also uh, true that um, shared parenting is being increasingly perceived as the wave of the future. I mean, people look at celebrities, they look at Hollywood people and stuff who are really trying to do equal shared parenting when they're living apart. And they're modeling that. And, and, and I think... Uh, younger people especially just think, duh, I mean, of course, this is the way you should do it if you're living apart. So I, I do think that attitudes are changing and practices are changing. They're not changing as quickly as we'd like. And and the courts are slow in this. Um, the courts uh, need to be um, nudged to uh, start really doing what's in children's best interest and making a presumption that you're going to have equal time with each of your parents if your parents divorce. Yeah, certainly I think public opinion has changed. And I think the work that several groups around the country, including National Parents Organization, is just bringing this issue to light. And, you know, I've talked to several people who have said, well, we, we didn't even know that was an option until we, we heard about it through uh, the work that one of the various organizations is doing. So uh, just knowing that there's another option out there, I think, is is really critical to get out because, even without a law, I think, you know, it's hard to show, but I, I do think more people are tending to do uh, shared parenting across the country. And, and for a number of reasons, uh, one, you know, because our culture has changed significantly since when a lot of these laws were established uh, and, and people just leave, lead different lives than they did, you know, even 20, 30 years ago. So um, I think it's fantastic that people are doing that, but certainly um, the laws should provide protection for those people that, uh, you know, may have a, uh, an ex-spouse that, you know, doesn't want them to spend time with the children for reasons other than, uh, you know, it's not good for the children. So uh, we, we certainly still need these laws and, and we need to make sure that the, the courts sort of catch up with society is, is how I've been describing it to people. Yeah, you know, Chris, you're so right about that. Um, the old uh, model of uh, one parent, almost always the father, has the children every other weekend and one evening a week. That model was developed uh, in the Aussie and Harriet, uh, father's know, knows best days where mom stayed at home and dad worked. And so, of course, dad couldn't have them in the weekdays and he gets to have dinner with them on, on Friday and every other and Wednesday, I'm sorry, and every other weekend. Um, we are so far past that model. I don't know if we, we ever were as much like that as it was portrayed in, in uh, television shows, but we are so far past that. Uh, most families are dual income families. In a third of the dual income families, the mom earns more than the dad, and and this is not so, you know this is not part time work or flex more flexible work. And really, what we need is both parents to be involved and to and to share in the responsibilities equally. Um, but the courts are slow to to do that, and I, I know that I I live in Ohio. And we did a study of the 88 counties in Ohio, and we looked at the court's local parenting time rules, uh, both in 2018 and again in 2020, and the vast majority of them still have every other weekend and one evening a week as their default parenting time. Now, it's changing, um, and, and our study in Ohio 
you know, prompted that change. But um, the courts are the are the slowest agents here to uh, take up the change that's necessary to really benefit our kids. So, Jason, was there anything in the share parenting polling about bias in, in the family court systems? What did the data show for that? Yeah, um, in the data for this report, 65% of the people that were polled do believe that there is that race does play a factor in family court decisions. Um, it also does believe that uh, family courts are more likely to give one parent more custody than the other. So although we're talking about, um, you know, trying to get equal share parenting, it is New Yorkers' beliefs that you will not get that through New York State family courts. Uh, so, Don, I wanted to go back to you and talk to you a little bit. Of, you know, one of the arguments against shared parenting that is heard quite often um, is that shared parenting doesn't work when there's high conflict involved between the mom and the dad. Um, and, and you want to talk a little bit about that. Tell us a, a little bit about shared parenting and high conflict situations. Yeah, so the first thing to remember is that I, I heard a lawyer once say to me that um, in criminal court, you see bad people at their best because they're behaving as well as they can. In family law, you see good people at their worst because they're, you know, this is, this is obviously an emotionally uh, wrought uh, event. I mean, people are subject to all sorts of emotions, you know, fear of what's going to happen in the future, you know, anger, you know, be, the, the loss of a dream that you had when you got married. And, you know, there, there's all, there's, there's, there's fear, there's anger, there's hostility and all of that. And, and, and in most cases, that's fairly localized. Pe people get over it after a while. And we have now um, really good research. It's been, it's been uh, collated by uh, Linda Nielsen at Wake Forest University. She studied over 60 uh, primary studies showing that um, shared parenting of children works best even when there is high conflict between the couples. That conflict usually abates. Now, here's what many people miss when they talk about shared parenting and uh, conflict between the parents. They don't recognize that it is the way the courts are handling uh, parenting decisions when parents are living apart that causes a lot of the conflict. And there's research that shows that one of the things that happens when parents are divorcing is one parent, usually the father, is fearful that he's going to lose his most precious relationship, his relationship with his children. And that is a source of conflict. Now, what the polling shows is that it's not just researchers that know this. The general public knows this. So in New York, 77% of the respondents said that when there's conflict between divorcing couples, an award of shared parenting increases that conflict. So you have to understand the role that uh, a, a de facto presumption of sole custody plays in creating the conflict. If you assure the parents that they're both going to continue to be fully involved in their children's lives, you remove one of the sources of conflict. And, and so um, what surprised me about the polling was uh, that most people know that. They understand that. Yeah, certainly, um, you know, anybody that's ever been through family court or has watched, you know, their friends go through family court, the, the lawyers try and get, you know, both sides as agitated as they can, because when they can show somebody at their worst, it's easy, easier to win a case, right? 
So I, I think lawyers do this very much intentionally, and this, this conflict does affect families for years to come. And I, I think that's one thing that the courts, uh, you know, they don't account for, and they certainly um, may not, I mean, they may or may not be aware that they're actually uh, causing more harm in the future than they're gaining in the short term by winning their case. Um, so Jason, now that you've got this data from the New York polls, uh, what are you going to do with it? What's the plan in New York? How do you plan on using the data? And uh, what's uh, what's uh, the plans uh, for the team out there in New York uh, to try and get some legislation going? Yeah, the, the New York legislature is the way that we're going to accomplish shared parenting in New York. We're starting to develop our grassroots efforts. Um, the National Parents Organization is... Uh, meeting with the legislators on a monthly basis. We try to make all the appointments we can to meet and discuss this data with the legislators. When, when I walk into a legislator's office, one of the first things they ask me is, these national statistics are great. Um, when we were going into legislation in the past, now having the New York polling, I have something substantial to be able to speak to them about and concrete evidence that this is what the people want here in New York, you know, not in Kansas, not in California, not in, in Kentucky, but here in New York, this is what we're looking for. So the team and I are, are going to, uh, you know, start making our phone calls and start our legislative season is January through June of 2022. It start, begins again. So we're already starting the preparations for a, a good legislative session starting in January and to be able to use this data the best of our ability. And as Jason knows, there's plenty of room for uh, progress in New York. New York was one of two states to receive an F in the 2019 NPO Shared Parenting Report Card. And that's because the legislature has not address shared parenting at all. So there's a great deal of progress that can be made there. But let me hold out just a little bit of hope. In 2014, Kentucky had a D minus, I believe, in our shared parenting report card. And in 2019, they were the only straight A in the country. Um, so they leapfrogged over, you know, 49 other states to, uh, well, I guess if we count the other two that have got Fs, they leapfrogged over, you know, 47 other states um, to, uh, to be at the, at the head of the class there. And uh, we're hoping that uh, New York can make uh, similar strides forward. Yeah, and what else, what I would also like to do is invite anyone that's out there watching today to, to, you know, look us up, sharedparenting.org, or email me at jasonhauke at sharedparenting.org. Um, if you want to become involved in the legislative process or the grassroots process, whatever your strengths are, whatever you think you can contribute to the cause and to what we're doing here in New York, please get in touch with me. Um, you know, there's always, always room for you. And, and uh, you know, we would love to have you on board. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining tonight. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I really look forward to seeing how you're going to use that data in New York and getting those conversations going and getting uh, something going in New York because, uh, you know, we all know that the families and the children of New York really, really need uh, some help uh, getting this legislation going and, and putting everybody in a better place. Okay, thank, thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Now that was recorded on video. So if you want to go ahead and watch the video, you can find the link in the show notes. It's on YouTube. And if you have any questions, you can contact National Parents Organization at sharedparenting.org. Don't forget to like National Parents Organization on social media. Just go ahead and do a Facebook search for National Parents Organization and smash the like button. 
You're also going to find several Facebook pages for different state chapters. So go ahead and like those pages as well. And don't forget, you can also follow National Parents Organization on Twitter or LinkedIn. The links to those social media sites are on the sharedparenting.org website. If you're passionate about shared parenting, the best thing you can do is get involved. And the best way to do that is by contacting your state chapter. If you head over to the sharedparenting.org website, you can find the links to your state chapter and then contact them directly to take action and volunteer. We could also use your help with donations. National Parents Organization is a nationally recognized nonprofit registered in Massachusetts. To donate, visit sharedparenting.org and click the Take Action and then Donate. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Tell us what you think on social media or by going to the sharedparenting.org website and sending us a message. Fill out that contact form and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear about what you think about the show or what you want to hear on the show, those sorts of things. So go ahead and, and send us a message. Until the next episode, I'm your host, Chris Batchelor. Thanks for listening, and together we can help bring shared parenting nationwide. Stop.